What if you were called to be fearless this year? Someone has been today on our podcast. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Today, we are wrapping up our First Things First series that could have been called, you know, the anti-worry effect in three steps. But before we cover all the things... Oh, I see what you did there. But listeners might not catch it because it we haven't done that last part where we talk about all the things. Well, we will get to all the things. But before we do that, we do want you to know, stick around to the end of the podcast to hear about our next series. We also just want to remind you about the upcoming Replenish Women's event that Janae and I are a part of. So if you're local to the Bartow County area and want to join us on March 1st, check out replenishwomen.com for details. You know, Amy, I was thinking our first episode of the year was called Strength to Strength. Mm -hmm. And then our first two episodes of this series, we have talked a lot about mindset. And one of the ways that we can keep a focus throughout the entire year is by doing what is called having a word for the year. And some actually consider this to be a spiritual discipline where they pray every every year and they ask God to give them a word and what would he want them to focus on. And I know that we have done this. In fact, I actually have two this year. Ooh, overachiever. Okay, well, first off, you had two words last year. Okay, no, no, I did not have two words. I had one, and then I gave God a word. So <laughs> if we add those together. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Okay, it's two words. All right. I'm just, I'm right. Like, I just need people to know that I'm right on this. <laughs> just kidding. So what is your word for the year? Um, okay, so I, I have two, like I said, and one is surrender. And I just feel like that is a place that God has kept hammering in about the time that I think I've given it all. Then it's like, but look to your left. I'm like, oh there's still something else that I'm holding on to, whether it's mm. where we live, work, um, family, just all of the things God is saying, hand everything to me, right? And then the other word is better. And I originally thought that that meant like, so as your spiritual disciplines get better, like, or get better in these things you need to be doing. But I just think in his graciousness, I also think he's saying, as you surrender, you will actually get to function and live in the better. Yes. So it's really good. What about you? Yes. Well, um, my word is fearless, oh. which to be honest, um, that's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> it brings up fear in you to yes, be fearless. Yes. But it sparked out of our last episode of the Hidden Treasures series in December, mm-hmm. which the gift was fearless. And based on the verse in Luke that um, said, you know, basically because of Christ, we can serve God without fear. And it just really put me on a, a, a thinking, do I serve God with fear? Where's fear? And those kinds of things. And the more I prayed and thought about it, I really sensed that God was leading me to focus on living a fearless life this um, year. And I will have to say the journey has been very interesting. It's going to actually uh, spin into some of the things we're going to be talking about in our next series because the two are very tied together. So I'm not going to say too much about that. But yeah, 
fearless. Well, I both love that. And also the fact that you said like, Hey, so working on the podcast and what, you know, God brought to mind for us to share about it's just this beautiful reminder to everybody else that's listening that we aren't the ladies with the answers and the microphones. We're just the ladies with the microphones because <laughs> anytime that we're talking about something, it's most likely because it's something God is working out in us. It's something that has been a struggle or a difficulty in our lives. Like we are, we are walking through the same trenches as yes, everybody else. 100%. Well, um, the idea of fear is actually a great segue to what happens when we follow the anti-worry formula, or rather what wouldn't happen mm-hmm. when we follow the anti-worry formula of pursuing God's kingdom and his righteousness first. Because a lot of times our fear about what we don't have and what we are lacking is what drives our worry. Mm, that's so good. So just a reminder, our main verse for this series, Matthew six thirty three, and I'm going to read it from the NIV today. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So in order to truly grasp what all the things are that we're talking about, there's an important piece of going back and looking at the context of the verse. So I'm going to start in verse 19 and read a few verses here. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will be also. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you to not worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Can you imagine? listening to these words live from Jesus and Mm. how it was just setting with them. Well, let's just pick these verses apart and see how they tie in to all the things that Jesus was talking about. So right out of the gate in verses 19 through 21, Jesus is talking about our hearts, what we treasure, what we're desiring. 
we need to align our heart and our desires uprightly with the things of heaven. That's what we should be setting our mind, our hearts on. So the popular verse, where your treasure is, your heart there is also, is a part of this teaching, if you didn't catch it while Amy was reading it. So where is our treasure? What do our hearts desire? Our anti-worry formula from Matthew 6.33 tells us our desires and pursuits need to be after God's kingdom and his righteousness. And then what we desire and what we pursue that directly impacts how he blesses us with the things that we need. So the desires of our heart matter. That's so good. So then he kind of turns from heart to eyes. And there's these healthy eye verses. And these verses point to like what we're looking at, what we're taking in, it matters. We become what we behold, right? So when we're using our vision, the things that we're looking after and seeking after to seek things that will bring us more, more influence, more money, more acclaim, more treasure, we're really not using our eyes to seek what will bring God's glory. And that keeps us in spiritual darkness. And then he talks about when we don't know that we're living in spiritual darkness, like we think we're living in the light or we're living in a way that honors God, but we're actually seeking all these things that do not with our eyes, that's a significantly greater darkness. And then this verse kind of sums it all up that we cannot pursue money or the things of this world and God because we'll end up making one a higher priority. And we live in a world that's constantly calling more, 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 more. It's hard for that to not become our God if we are not actively seeking his thing. So instead of chasing all these things, we need to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Right. So I see a strong connection between our heart's desires and what our eye is beholding. Mm -hmm. Well, in the next set of verses, Jesus brings it on down into a, a practical sense of the practical things that we actually might be concerned about and things like food and clothing and Mm -hmm. shelter. Uh, Or I think of books for school or paying the bills for us, Um, all of those things. Actually, I was just thinking while you were talking, well, side note, we should go back and listen. How many times do we say all the things? Because we say it in so many different ways. But anyway, okay, I digress. So these are the things, these basic things are the things that we tend to worry about. But in God's kingdom, where my home may not look like your home, Amy, or a home of a Christ follower in another part of the world, God says he is faithful to provide what we need. And here Jesus brings in our faith with this hard question. He asks the question, why do you have so little faith? When we focus too much on what we don't have, it's like Peter getting out of the boat, right? He was doing great until he took his eyes off of Christ. It doesn't mean that we don't work and we don't do our part, but we do it with our faith in God that he will show up and do his part. So good. And then again, we go to verses 31 and 32. So right after all these practical conversations, Jesus kind of puts the whammy on us of like, To not worry and how not worrying is tied with our focal verses. Worry should not be a part of our daily lives. So stop and think for a moment, like what do you actually worry about? I bet the thoughts or the things that are coming to mind will fall into one of two categories. First, there's the things that you truly have zero control over. 
These are, and then there are the things that are our basic needs. So that first category, no amount of worrying is going to change the things that we have no control over. Yeah. And you know, that just kind of like, even just talking about it, sort of, you know, you have that little catch your breath. Physical response, right? Yeah, the whole idea of not having control over some areas in our life. But what we do have control over when it comes to those things is praying about them and bringing them to the foot of God. We can ask God for those things. We can lay them at his feet. And then the second, our basic needs, God knows what we need. He says clearly in this passage, and it's not just because he's God and he knows everything, right? But also Jesus walked this earth. He is intimately connected to what it takes to live here. So instead of letting distractions and worry and just the things of this world draw us away, we need to stay present with God and who he is and seek his kingdom and righteousness. Yes, that's so good. Well, I love how these verses not only tell us what are all the things that God is going to provide for us when we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, they also provide insight into what it means to seek his kingdom and his righteousness because they're very tied together. We are to seek heavenly treasures. We are to make our eyes focused on the things that fill us with his light. And we can't have one foot in the world's door of what we feel like we might need and might be wanting. And then one foot trying to pursue his kingdom and his righteousness. That just doesn't work. Jesus flips that around and says, if you seek my kingdom and my righteousness, both feet in that door, then I'm going to give you heavenly treasures and I'm going to fill your eye with light and I'm going to supply your basic needs. And I appreciate that you mentioned this earlier. Our basics of what we think we need um, and what we see other believers have, well, that might look a little different in God's perspective, but he does truly see our needs and we just have to live in that trust of him. And so if you're struggling with this and you need a little help, you feel free to grab my word of the year, <laughs> surrender, because that's a piece of looking to him to provide. But there's one more, um, just a little aspect of this I don't want us to miss, and that's verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And I just... Like that is the truest, truest thing ever. Um, And I feel like this is somewhat discussed in society now, like this idea of being present and being in the moment. And there's books out there that you can read about it. But this kingdom mindset and this whole idea of seeking heavenly treasure, it's not this futuristic thing. It involves being fully present. That what we do right now matters and keeping our minds and our hearts in the now of building his kingdom, that is our goal. Yes. You know, my sister has become a master of this verse and uh, she has definitely had her share of bumps in the road, let me just say. But she has made this her mantra. And so she tells herself this enough that it just spills out. And it spills out to me when I might be, you know, sharing things and and needing prayer or whatever. Um, But she's just like, don't borrow from tomorrow. (laughs) Like I need that probably in a tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. Because she'll say, "I, I have all I can handle today. And God knows that, you know. So listener, the challenge is, 
what is your heart's desire? Are your eyes focused on light-filling things, or is your focus bringing darkness into your life? So, how can we focus more on pursuing God's kingdom and his righteousness and then allow that to keep us in the present and the now? I really do believe we are going to have to wrestle with these questions if we mm-hmm. want that worry-free life. Mm-hmm. So in the end, a great tool to use when you're studying the Bible is maybe re-paraphrasing something that you've read just to clarify understanding. So if we were to paraphrase this verse, our focal verse, I think we could say, when we seek God's people and filling the earth with his ways, when we allow the righteousness of Jesus to be our position and place instead of striving and seeking, God will provide all the things that we need spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically so that we can pursue his plan. And to borrow your sister's language, don't borrow from tomorrow. So I love that. Well, listener, I hope this blessed you as much as I feel like it blessed Janae and I to get to have this discussion. Um, Next week, we will start a new series called Living Loved. And if God's word gives hope has been meaningful to you, We ask that you follow us on the platform you listen on, rate us, and more importantly, share an episode with someone who needs encouragement. Now, to close our time together, I'm going to read from Luke's version of the conversation that we've been having. So this is found in Luke 12, 32 through 34. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's word gives hope possible, visit our website and click the give button. Thank you.